For entrepreneurs who want to excel in business, master the most effective sales processes and achieve execution excellence, I invite you to grow with me. This podcast is for fighters, risk lovers, genuine business owners and time hackers. Hi everybody, this is Barbara Piasek. Welcome to Wolfpack for Entrepreneurs. Today we're going to talk about uh, automation in your business to increase your income. So basically when you are at the beginning of your business, you are usually um, using different strategies to gain clients, to increase your sales results, uh, results and revenue. And you're not too focused on automating the business unless you're selling some cheap products and you don't have one-on-one sales. Whenever you're selling one-on-one, usually the first tactics businesses use um, are, for example, cold lead generation uh, through social media, through cold calls. And the next step, when, when you would look at the whole process of generating leads, especially when you don't have any marketing budget and you're doing everything uh, through Salesforce, um, it costs you time. So if you would divide the whole process into steps, um, first you have to qualify the lead, then you have to go through the discovery call, um, show the offer, so present the offer, usually follow up the client if if it's not a very hot lead uh, that you can close within one call. And after the follow-up, you have the contract and the rest of the work um, that is dependent on how your processes look like. But when you would count the time you have to spend on specific um, elements of this whole process, you would see that the biggest amount of time we use is the first step. So qualifying the lead before you go to the discovery call. And I, why do I mean it's very long? Because usually you have to go through a lot of those um, to have some percentage of them being responsive so that you can go to the discovery call. So total time you have to spend on multiple contacts, multiple potentials before you have one talking to you costs you a lot of time. So when you wanna increase results without increasing the cost of um, uh, the team you are running and your um, overheads, you should start thinking about two areas of automation in your sales. So first, and I'm, I'm gonna give you the example on based on one of our brands, Wolf Summit. When we were kicking off the brand, we were focused mostly on cold lead generation, especially within uh, corporations and investors, so venture capital. Um, so when we were acquiring them, we really have to spend a lot of time on writing them on social media, on LinkedIn, um, sending a lot of cold leads before we, we were getting to the calls. And my first step was to automate uh, the work um, that is done by sales um, team. So think of all the elements they have to do when they are already talking to the client, yet they have to send the email, the summary, and they have to, after the, after the offer is presented, they have to, every time when you would look how much time it takes, it's couple minutes, couple minutes times uh, the amount of clients and it costs you, for example, one, two hours a day. And within the week, it's already almost one day. And within the month, you have almost one week on some operations that are not um, directly combined, directly um, dependent on a conversation. So I wanted my sales team to be as productive as possible because the more productive they are on a daily basis, the more sales they do, the more sales they close. So when they are finishing the call with the client and the conversation is that the transaction is closed 
they are not writing the whole email, the summary, the next steps every time from scratch because it doesn't make sense at all. Uh, your offer is supposed to be packaged, so I always recommend all the businesses to package their uh, offer. Even if you are doing custom work, believe me, you still can do it. Uh, so we did it with an Incredbots when we were selling um, implement, uh, custom implementations of, of bots. Uh, on Messenger and we were able to do it uh, because we were focused on one niche at, uh, at a time. We had a couple options uh, of the scope and it was much easier to close the these deals and much faster to um, present it and close it within too much time spent on preparing customization, on preparing, you know, specification and then um, how much it costs. So if you have your offer packaged, uh, it would be perfect for you. It would be best for you to have all the emails templates prepared, the one that can be used after the conversation. And those templates should be within all the LMs always have to be sent after, uh, after the conversation. On top of it, you're supposed to have additional snippets, so short, um, sentences with information sometimes clients want after the conversation that can be added to the base email, base email template you have so that your sales team, your salespeople don't have to spend time on writing it again and again or if they even have it in some old emails, most probably they will spend a lot of time, a lot of minutes to find this email, use it and then send it to the new client. So you don't want them to lose this time. And usually we don't look at this time, this time they are losing, but really believe me, five minutes here, five minutes there, and in a, in a full month, it's specific amount of clients they could close, um, more clients that, that they could close. So look at it from this perspective. That's why I have them, uh, they have all the templates for after conversation, they have the, all the templates with the next steps. Um, if someone has uh, made the decision to buy, but if someone didn't make the decision and they have to do the follow-up, you can have templates um, for follow-ups and templates that will be used by all the team. And if someone uh, tested something new, tested something that is working, uh, some new maybe headline, um, it can be added to the scope for everyone. And those templates should be named in a way that it's very easy to find them within the whole um, folder of those templates and the templates should be divided by the type of the email. So after, uh, so closing email, follow-up email, you know, so all the steps should be um, described in a proper way so that they don't have to spend too much time on browsing it and finding it. And once you have those templates, even if you have the follow-ups uh, to close the deal and someone, of course, you should use conversation first. Uh, so for example, if someone is not picking up your phone and the next follow-up should be through email, through message, through maybe social media, depending on what channels your client is using. So usually my team, they are not only uh, you know, calling and that's it. If someone is not picking up the phone and they had this uh, conversation set up before, um, they will send an email, they will send a message and they will use the template they have already for messages and for, um, for short messages as well as for uh, emails. And this way, uh, if you have a sequence of emails as a follow-ups, you can automate it by setting up already whole sequence. And if you are doing tasks in between, like calling them and someone will pick it up, pick up your phone and you have a conversation, you can stop the sequence so that all the next emails don't have to be sent. But every time salesperson is not doing it, um, is doing it manually, every time they follow up the client, just count how much time you spend on follow-ups too. So every time they have to follow up through email and someone is not picking up and they have to write a message, 
it's again a couple minutes and it could be like five seconds and they could be done so I basically think of how can I eliminate or eliminate all the lost time that is uh, just a repetition of something that was done previously and everything um, that um, um, can be described like that is templatized so contracts, emails, short messages, everything that can be used within seconds so that they can spend as much time as possible on conversations. Once this is done, the next step for you would be focusing on the first stage of the whole sales process. So the one I discussed at the beginning. So finding the person and getting them to discovery call. Look at this from this way. If someone is selling and is really good in conversation and they have to spend time on writing, uh, writing emails, writing messages on social media to get them to the discovery call, they are losing your time and money because they should use this time for conversations. And this is not something that can, can't be done, done but by someone else or change to marketing automation. Because if you would put, if you would count how much money it costs you to pay the salary for the time they are using to get to the client, you could use exactly the same money to put them into the marketing budget and automate all the front end. So if you would automate all the front end, I mean like the stages um, of uh, lead generation before the lead is going to your sales team, you would have very good leads already qualified and your sales team can run much more conversations on a daily basis. And especially when you do it in the right way. So if you if you would just you know switch on the ads and the ads are leading to your website, most probably you will have a lot of leads that are some of them will be qualified and some of them will be weak leads. It's usually the case. But if you would do the stages of qualification, so first you would have something, so following the funnels, right? So if you would have landing page with something they can download for free and you get a contact from them, you could take them either to the webinar or to the landing page where you could get the contact for something that you are giving them. Then you could have someone who is already nurtured, something, someone who knows already something about you, someone who is much warmer lead than someone who just saw an ad and that's it and visited the website. So usually what we do, the, the best process of lead qualification are webinars for us. So, and it's definitely something I recommend, uh, recommend all the businesses. So if you have um, someone who joined the webinar, saw the presentation, knows already why does he need it, for what does he need it, most of the objections are closed. Uh, um, most of the, uh, of the objections are handled actually because you talk about him, uh, you tell the stories during the presentation. So once those people are already on the call, your sales team has to spend sometimes even four times less, ta four time, less um, time on a conversation to close the deal because um, you already did the whole work in terms of um, building the value, building the urgency, building the um, handling objections and the rest of the work is just a um, percentage of what something they, um, of something they would, uh, should do usually by themselves because if they wouldn't um, have this webinar before they would have to every time build the whole um, value, handle all the objections and most probably the whole conversation to close the deal would take not only one call but it would take a couple calls so the total time total minutes is much bigger. So it, it means that your sales representative um, can spend, um, can talk to less clients within the same time they have. Once I switched my, call, my um, sales team from cold leads to very warm leads from webinars, 
they could increase your the um, sales productivity by 17 times. This is how much you can um, achieve if you really think of how can I nurture those leads better before they are hand, uh, handed to my sales team. And the cost of this kind of lead generation is not that high compared to the time you're paying your sales team. Because uh, just giving you an example, if it would only be, for example, I don't know, 10 bucks, maybe five bucks, maybe 15 bucks even, for a really warm lead that is already on the call, it still makes sense, especially when you have some higher volumes or not volumes, some more expensive uh, items you're selling. Um, you know, sometimes the cost of lead will be much lower. It depends on the type of the client you are acquiring. I'm just giving you the examples um, based on business leads and good business leads. So if I have to pay for such lead this money, but I have 70% of 70% uh, of closing rate from those leads, the time I'm paying for um, um, within my sales team is very, very, very good time spent on in terms of the cost and the um, overheads I'm having on a, a monthly basis. So I'm covering on a monthly basis. So definitely if you want to use your money smart, I strongly recommend you to, after you have already some cash flow, after you have some money you can invest in a budget, uh, in a marketing budget, this is the next step for you to elim eliminate the time wasted on um, uh, doing it one-on-one, -on -one. Uh, so qualifying the lead. The next step for you would be, so of course this sales automation, this first step sales automation is definitely the marketing automation, so this is a marketing work. And once you have the first funnel, I, I, I usually recommend you to start with the webinar funnel and then build another funnel so that you have more leads generation generated on a, um, on a daily basis. But if you, uh, and the next step, so in here you have sales and marketing covered in terms of automation. The next step and the next area I would go after uh, to automate the work would be operations and then administration and finances. So um, I would always like to, because when you think of automation, usually you can, some you know, entrepreneurs might think, oh my God, um, there's another you know, money I have to spend on the software that is doing this. So if I can, I don't know if I can handle it and so on. So the question is not if you can handle it, the question is how effective you want your team to be. Because if you have already some good revenue results and you want to increase it, and if you would compare spending some money on a software so that the people you have are much more productive and they bring more value to the company compared to hiring new person, automation always wins. I did this exercise so many times and that's why the, um, the budget line in my uh, finance report uh, for software is very big because I know um, this costs uh, actually are making my income much bigger and my cost, I, I keep my costs still, still much lower um, compared to um, making my team much bigger. Of course, once you uh, automate the work and you are growing, you will have to uh, hire new people, but you should keep the same rule for everyone who's coming to the team to keep it as productive as possible and automate the work that is uh, repeated and doesn't need thinking. You should uh, use um, your team to work on new stuff, on uh, things that can be developed, uh, improved instead of uh, worked um, repeated that can be automated with so many tools you have available on the market right now.